the two one. And then we'll do the clap in three. Hello and welcome back to the Bolf Podcast. I am here as always with my esteemed co-host BBK. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well, thank you, sir. How are you? I'm not too bad. We've got a a slightly different podcast lined up today, haven't we, Ben? We have, certainly indeed, with the lack of the Premier League games this weekend, and as you may know, the international break is on, so we're going to sort of focus this podcast around England. Yeah, so we'll start with uh, England's first World Cup qualifier against San Marino. Well, we absolutely battered them, really, didn't we? 5-0, goals galore. Where do we start? I was actually a bit disappointed that we only got five uh, five goals against the San Marino team. Uh, <laughs> but I think so bad. I, I looked at the stats and we had about 30 shots. I think their keeper played a bit of a blinder. And he, he seemed like he wanted to, just, to save Jesse Lingard's shots and that was it. Yeah, well, and obviously Raheem Sterling had about 100 chances for himself. Uh, managed to convert one. Not not quite on the form that maybe he needs to be to get into the Euro squad, uh, Raheem Sterling, do you agree? Uh, I think on his day he could be one of the best players in in world football. Um, you look at how Pep Guardiola's got him, got him playing in that Manchester City team, it just never seems like he's been able to do it for England and I'm not sure quite why. So do you think that uh, when Southgate chooses his team, should it be on what they do for their should it be on what they do for their club, their current form? Or what they've done for England. I think you. I think obviously you will take all three of those factors into account. But I think, I think like the weeks leading up to when he makes that squad announcement, I think it has to be on current form. Like there's mm. no, there's no good in picking a player that's played well for you over, or well, well for England over many years, but not been playing as much game time or you know not on good form for your club. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. There's quite a few examples. Like he always picks sort of like Eric Dyer. Because I think mm, I think tr- Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney, a few years ago was the classic example on me. Because I'd say like the 2014 uh, World Cup was it World Cup 2014? It might yeah. have been the 2014 World Cup. I don't think he was particularly good, and he was just getting too old to play for England. And all. I think Southgate kept picking him. Because he was like, and there are certain players that you do that with anyway, like Harry Kane, unless he's injured, always gets into the England squad. Uh, players like Carl Walker probably always gets into the England squad, and ultimately Sterling probably always gets into the England squad. So just th- thinking about the game, obviously there was the big news that Jesse Lingard got recalled back into the England side after his kind of, you know, troubles at, at Man United and his his move to West Ham. I mean, if there's ever been a player who's made uh, a kind of a better reason for him to be in the team. I think no, no one has done so better than Jesse Lingard. He was outstanding last night, to be honest. Yeah, um, he, he had a really good game. Um, uh, it was, it's worth to mention, though, that I think Southgate said that he was quite lucky to make the England squad. I think you have to look at there's quite a few sort of players in his position that are injured. You know, you look at, you look at Grealish, Madison, there's a few others as well, I think. But then, you know, fair play to Jesse. I think he took his chance, he had a good game. I think he's always been a player that's played well for England. You look at him at the World Cup, he had probably one of the, the best sort of tournaments that he's had for England. He was probably one of our best players as well. And I think he just enjoys playing for England. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, I think I think it's probably right to say that with a fully, fully strong team, potentially Jesse Lingard is going to have to work a lot harder to get into the team. I think he still, he still travels to the Euros for me. I think certainly we're talking about picking players on form. I think if these players do get injuries that are taking them out for a long time, like Grealish's and your Madison's, 
it would make more sense to still take them, but then take Jesse Lingard if he's still on form, just as kind of a, if all else fails, then you know you've got a good kind of stand-in to, to, replace, to replace those players. Obviously, there were, there were quite a few kind of uh, players who haven't played for England that much recently played yesterday. Obviously, Connor Cody, I think he played a full 90 minutes in the end. Uh, Tyro Mings played. We had Pope in goal. And it was like Jude Bellingham in the middle, Ward Prowse, who had, I'd say, I'd, if it wasn't for Jesse Lingard, I think Ward Prowse would have got the man of the match last night because he was just unbelievable. I'm just wondering, looking at his performance yesterday, is Southampton maybe a place where he might limit his abilities? I think definitely, definitely most of the top clubs in the Premier League should be looking at James Ward-Prowse. Obviously, he's English as well, you know, a homegrown talent. Um, I just think the way that he played yesterday, he just has the ability to do anything. He can play under pressure, he can play a pass. He can. He's obviously very good on set pieces as well. I think England have missed that quite in the last couple of years. Obviously, you know, you, we all remember that Kieran Trippier free kick in the semi-final against Croatia. We all thought it was coming in then, didn't we? Um, I just think, no, I think James Ward-Browse, he brings a lot to that England midfield that, you know, maybe maybe other players don't necessarily bring. You know, you sort of look at like Henderson, Rice. Don't get me wrong, they're very good players, but they do a different job to what Ward-Browse does. And I think, I think he's a certain to go for the England squad this summer. Yeah, and I think ultimately it gives you it gives you that kind of flexibility to play different styles because I think the problem is with England is we've we've been very stuck in our ways, and uh, we've talked about kind of that that era where we had like Beckham, Scholes, Lampard, and Steven Gerrard all to try and fit in the team, and ended up playing four four two with like Scholes out on the left hand side or something, and I think what what having all these players allows us to do is change our formation based on whether it's who's fit or the team we're playing against you know you look at like for example France there's no way we're going to be playing the team that we did yesterday where we have kind of Calvin Phillips sitting we're going to probably play more like a five at the back uh, potentially have two centre defensive midfielders and then kind of rely on the three up top for example Um, so I think it it makes the team a lot more flexible and it, it means that we can adapt to situations a lot better what I thought was quite quite interesting though about last night was because for all intents and purposes people say that Gareth Southgate with England is kind of a bit of a mismatch because he's not really that good a manager but we did in stages obviously it's only San Marino so it's not really that good a, a judgment but we did uh, we, we seem to be moving the ball quite well yesterday but yesterday with Southgate's 50th appearance as a manager and he's one of, I think he's the only one of the only people to do 50 appearances as a manager and a player so okay. it's quite interesting do you think he's the right man for the job? Uh, I think we've, we've spoken about him, but I think in previous podcasts before, um, I think uh, it's, it's a difficult one. Uh, let me just answer your question quick. Do you think, as an internal ma- manager, is there more to deal with, like sort of player management or like keeping players happy than there is to tactics? Potentially, yeah, because obviously he doesn't get that that much time with them. You look at kind of how, how long they would have had together before most major tournaments. So it is probably a case of just keeping the players happy because ultimately you have got the best players in that country, obviously, because it's the, the national team. So potentially you are right. Potentially the FA were just looking for someone who's kind of a people pleaser. And maybe that's why Jose Mourinho or, you know, I think we've talked about Jose Mourinho and I always talk about Rafa Benitez. Maybe that's why they wouldn't work 
as well. But I'm just wondering if Gareth Southgate is the man because it's it's that that typical thing of like Raheem Sterling in in the in the World Cup wasn't playing particularly well, and certainly in that last game in the semi final had a bit of a stinker. We had like Jamie Vardy on the bench. We had decent strikers on the bench. We had better central attacking midfielders on the bench. I just think for me it would have made more sense to potentially bring Sterling off in that situation. But I ultimately just don't think that, that Southgate potentially... Not necessarily didn't have the bottle to, but I just don't know whether he was brave enough in that situation to to make such a big decision. And I think that's ultimately where he potentially falls down. Yeah, well, I think you have to look at the depth of the England squad, and the reason that you take a squad is so that you have players that come off the bench to impact games when you know your starting eleven isn't doing as well. You know, if there's a game in the Euros this summer where Harry Kane's you know looking a bit off, we've got Dominic Calvert Lewin that can come on, and it's the same for most of the positions that uh, we have in the England squad. Yeah, I think this is probably the only year where the bench is looking really really strong for England and I just don't know because obviously it gives him more decisions to make and I just don't know whether that's going to end up being a good thing because if you know if he's having to try and make these decisions in a game and he's got like 50 players to choose from you know if he's got loads of players to choose from is it going to be kind of the best for him in terms of his the way he's going to make that decision it's I don't know, it's a, it's, a, it's a weird one with England. Um, but to kind of, I suppose to kind of move on a little bit, obviously we've mentioned how Gareth Southgate would pick the squad. Um, and one of the big things right now is uh, England at fullbacks, because obviously right backs we've got, what, at least five that would all happily start. We've, Left got, a back, we've, we've got a wealth of talent at the right back. Right back is if we could we could literally I think I saw someone actually put a team of right backs, and it would actually probably be better than the England <laughs> team. You know we've got we've got loads at le- at right back. We've got I, th- I think we've got a good a good selection at left back, and obviously some of the right backs. I'm thinking of like I think Trippy has played left back a couple of times for England. I might be wrong, but some of the right backs will be able to swap, and you know, and vice versa if we need to. Um. I know we're going to move on to kind of picking our ideal teams, but I saw somewhere the other day that potentially the the kind of winning partnership of of fullbacks might have to be Ben Chilwell and Reese James because obviously we all talk about the form that that Luke Shaw's been on, but just how consistent Ben Chilwell's been has has potentially been a kind of a key factor in why he's being picked so much. I'm not going to ask you who you're going to choose, but obviously being a Man United fan. Is there any case that you could put forward for Luke Shaw? I would have to 100% put Luke Shaw in. I don't think that's... You could say it's me being biased, but I think on just, you know, sort of on paper, I think Luke Shaw has been the Premier League's best left-back this season. Um, I, I know uh, Ben Chilwell has sort of struggled a little bit with Thomas Tuchel. I think he played Marcus Alonso for the sort of first couple of games, but I think he's come back into it and he's starting to go again. Um, but like I say, I think it's good that we have good competition for both the left back and the right back roles, and I think they'll also within the squad at the Euros, they both keep pushing each other to, uh, to try and get a starting spot. Yeah, and I mean, I think like you say, the the competition is good. 
just for kind of again we'll, we'll discuss this when we do our uh, our 11s anyway but um i think i think the thing with Chilwell, because with luke shaw is he's kind of had to have this fight back in the last six months since or how many months since they bought tellers i just don't know if say he goes to the world cup and for a couple of games he doesn't get picked because he's not got that familiar and familiar environment is he then going to fall back to that same kind of lazy player that we kind of got to associate with Luke Shaw kind of before Tejas came in and before, I think you mentioned something about being a dad at one point, um, kind of before before all of that happened to him. I just mm-hmm. wonder where, whether Chilwell might have a bit more of a, a stronger mentality. And so if things start to go wrong, would he potentially be a better player to have than Luke Shaw? Um, well, don't get me wrong, I think Gav Southgate will take both of them because... I think oh, yeah, they, are, they are our two best left backs, but I think you have to give a lot of credit to Luke Shaw. I think we forget that you know he, I think he nearly, he broke his leg, and I think he nearly wasn't able to walk again or play football. If I'm correct, I think. So I yeah, think, I, know, I think yeah. to to be back in the England squad and potentially you know be playing for the Euros again, I think that he'll be more than appreciative and happy to just be there again. And if he's if he's playing, he'll be happy. And if he's not, I'm sure he won't you know make a fuss about it or. He'll just, I'm sure he'll just keep trying to push um, to be the starter. And I think it's a bit similar sort of to John Stones, if we're you know, yeah. sort of talk, talking about players that have sort of had recent struggles and have got back into the England fold. And, I mean, you look at John Stones now and he could be easily our best centre-back. Yeah, definitely. I think I actually do. I hear your point about, about John Stones and comparing it to the Luke Shaw thing and it's, it's clearly worked out for him because even last night he was he only played forty five minutes I think but he was still he was I'd say he was good enough definitely to start for England he always will be definitely good enough to start for England and ultimately I think it depends what formation we play going forward as to who starts because ultimately that's going to be the thing is I, I don't know if I'd have Luke Shaw as a left wing back of a five but at the same time i don't know i think i'd prefer him in a 4 and i'd probably prefer chilwell in a 5 if that makes sense because of just yeah, cause of the way I agree they play with you that, clubs. Yeah. so i think by having both of them like you say it, it gives us that that way of potentially changing it up and it's the same with like right backs obviously ideally we'd have trent but we don't because of uh he's just not been on form recently with obviously what's happening at liverpool so i think by having like carl walker i'd probably have him in a 4 and then if we're going a five, I'd probably stick Carl Walker in that centre back role and then have Trent. Yeah, because Trent makes quite a few mistakes, I think, at right back. And I, I think it'd be better for him to be able to go forward and pull these crosses in if we had kind of a five. That's like I think that's what I was saying about uh, when you the team will be picked based sometimes on who you play. So if you if you're gonna play a team that's, you know, possession based, counter attacking or whatever you'll go for a more defensive formation and then you'd probably pick a right back and a left back that is more suited to defending. Like one right back that comes to mind is Aaron Wambasaka. Arguably on his day he's probably the best one on one defender in the league. But he didn't even get picked for England. And then if you wanted a right back to sort of attack, you know, and fly down the wing, you'd probably go for like Trent or Reese James. Yeah. I mean Again, it's it's all leading back to pretty much the exact same thing every single time, which is this England team actually has enough quality to 
and enough kind of variation that we should be able to win almost every game, even if it's things as, as simple as like having a shorter team in terms of the, the size of them. If we're playing against a shorter team, then you can have like Chilwell and, and uh, Trent make more sense because they can put crosses in. Whereas if you've got a bit more of a physical team, then you'd put the two United lads in Luke Shaw and, and Wan-Bissaka in there to kind of, you know, shore up that defence a bit more and be a bit more physical in the challenge. So I think it's... I, I think the England conversation at the minute is probably the most exciting it's ever been, to be honest. Yeah, I think it even sort of links back to... Like, you can even put a case on the centre-backs. You know, if, you've got, if you're up against a team that's got, you know, tall strikers that are going to bully you physically, you put in, like... A Harry Maguire, someone that, or Tyrone Ming, someone that can bully them back and win headers and, you know, be defensively strong. Whereas when you're, you know, sort of against a team that's going to sit back and you'll need ball playing centre backs, you'd have like John Stones who can, you know, run into midfield and pick a pass. Yeah, and I mean, again, it, like you say, it all, it all depends on that formation. And I think Connor Cody in a three, I don't think there's many, be- many better centre backs than that in terms of because you know normally when you play three at the back you almost play like a triangle so you'll have two centre backs who are like the the crunchers who just make all the tackles and then you almost have like a sweeper centre back behind them and that's kind of the role that Connor Cody does I think if we play that five at the back against the team that we need to break down I don't think we'll go much wrong in terms of having say Cody Stones and and other like you know Harry Maguire or someone like that um I just, I've actually never been this excited to be an England fan. I and think, I think kind I'm of, the same as well. I think moving on just kind of on the point of, of being England fans, a lot of what happens when England squads are announced is a lot of people, certainly on YouTube and everywhere, like to do their own England 11s. Um, and we are no different. Um, I think it's about time that we, we kind of go through ours. We'll do the first of all the squad based on the team now. And then we'll do the squad based on if we could have everyone fit from the normal England team. Because obviously there's been like injuries and, um, you know, obviously you've got like Henderson's out. He might be in there, for example, stuff like that. Do you want to just jump straight into that? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Should we go, should we do it position by position and maybe debate who, who we've got, you know, in, in every position? And maybe, because obviously we've, we've both created our individual teams, but maybe it's it's worth trying to put a team together that's... Um, you know, like almost do one combined and get the best from each team in terms of what we've thought of. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think there'll be a few sense. positions that are, we could probably both agree that are nailed on, and then there'll just be a few other positions that are sort of up for a debate. I'd say. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll start like no, we'll start with goalkeeper because I think we're both agreed on this. Um, Nick Pope. Yeah, I agree with say? Nick Pope. Yeah, I mean, obviously the candidates for it would be. Obviously, fit now. The three goalkeepers that have been fit have been uh, have been picked. Sorry, Dean Henderson, Sam Johnston, and Nick Pope. Don't really know why Sam Johnston's there. To be honest, I don't really know what he's done that's extra special. No. Um, obviously, Dean Henderson with uh, David de Gea has been out for a few weeks recently. I think was it the birth of his kid? Did yeah, he, he went to Spain. Games yeah. On? Yeah. So obviously, with de Gea being out, it's it's given him a chance to get in goal, and oh, he's done. I'd say he's done fairly well. He's probably up there to be potentially that number two between him and Pope. I don't think Pickford gets anywhere near the squad at the minute. I think he's doing far too much wrong. And for all people talk about his distribution, he's maybe not not up there in terms of being that good um, as as an actual goalkeeper. Is there anyone, is there anyone else that you could think of that could maybe 
have an outside chance at a call-up? No, I think um, Southgate seems to have this favouritism thing with Jordan Pickford. Um, I'm just hoping that he just doesn't pick him this summer. I he's not a good enough goalkeeper for England. Um, I, I think if he goes and he's our number one keeper, I think he'll make a mistake at some point. I think um, unfor- we have we are a bit unfortunate because we talk about all the other positions and I think we'll get on to them. That in every other position, you could argue we've probably got some of the best players in the world. Our, our goalkeepers are just not up there, are they? Really? No. Um, I think you can you can look at Nick you can look at Nick Pope. I think he's been in a Burnley team and he's you know you know what he's been very good for them actually. I think he he um, he has a lot of shots most games. He makes a lot of saves. So I think. If you if you want anyone to be, I think in goal for England this summer is going to have to be Nick Pope. So, do you think he takes Jordan Pickford, or do you think he sticks with this weird choice of Sam Johnston? Um, well, I think credit to Sam Johnston. I think he's been in a West Brom team, and he's he's, he's made a obviously you know teams. He has to make West a Brom. lot of it. <laughs> he yeah. has to make a lot of saves. Um, I think if it's me, I think if Dean Henderson gets a run to the end of the season with uh, with Manchester United, I think it's. Pope and Dean Henderson. Obviously, I think they take three, don't they? Yeah. So, so first of all, doing it for the quali- the World Cup qualifiers. So the three they've taken, like I say, were Dean Henderson, Sam Johnson, and Nick Pope. So out of those three, we're saying Nick Pope starts in goal. Would we then just keep maybe the goalkeepers the same for the yeah. Euros and just yeah. take those three? Maybe just because even potentially if you know if Jordan Pickford has to miss miss out on a on a big tournament like the Euros, potentially that you know it you know that kind of Luke Shaw thing where you put someone else in your position, it makes him improve. Potentially, then in the World Cup, we could then have a goalkeeper, you know, Jordan Pickford, Dean Henderson, and Nick Pope with maybe Sam Johnston missing out, and it just again it provides that competition like we've been talking about. Yeah. So goalkeeper nailed on Nick Pope. Would you like to move us on to the next position? Uh, we were uh, do you want to do full backs first? Yeah, do you want to do both full backs in one, or do you want to do left back first and right back? Or well, yeah, I guess uh, are we decided on a formation. I think we sort of went four three three, did we? Or yeah, so I think yeah, we'll stick with four three three. Are we doing the squad as it is now, or are we doing the squad for the Euros? Um, I reckon we do. Should we do the squad for the Euros? Yeah. Yeah, we'll do all right. We'll stick with the we'll stick with the squad for the Euros, and then we'll use the squad that's been picked now as kind of a bit of a help her out. So yeah, so Nick Pope in goal. Should we go left back? Yeah. So left back, we've, again, it's this plethora of talent. We've got, I think, potentially three side options that I can think of. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, we've, also got, we've also got Luke Shaw and I think Ben were both nailed. And then I think we saw I've got Bakayo Saka. Yeah, he's he's a funny one, isn't he? Because he's technically in midfield, but he can he can do a job kind of in a five. Yeah, I think he's very versatile, which I think in an England tournament when you can only take twenty three players, I think it's very important. Mm. So who's who's your choice at, at if we're doing a four three three? Who's your choice at left back? For me, it's Luke Shaw. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I agree. I think although obviously I want to try and play devil's advocate for for Ben Chilwell like we did earlier, but ultimately I do think that. On form, it's got to be Luke Shaw, just in terms of the goals he's creating as well. And potentially, yeah. depending on who you're playing further up the pitch, he's obviously, you know, we've got people like Marcus Rashford in the team who could potentially add, you know, if they play together every week, that could be better. But yeah, so Luke Shaw left this game very easy. So we'll go, we'll do right back first. <laughs> this is a tricky one. This oh, this is the hardest one because we've got so many. So just rattling him off, we've got obviously Carl Walker, Kieran Trippier, Reese James... Trent Alexander-Arnold, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Have I missed anyone? 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of obviously good ones as well. You know, Matty Cash, Lamperty, but they're obviously. I, don't I mean, I don't get why Matty Cash isn't starting for England, but you know, we'll get <laughs> onto that. Um, who's your Who's your first choice, and who would be a close second? It's difficult. I think. I think if you go on form and talent and natural ability, and you know, potentially the best right back out of that group, I think it's Trent. But with the way. Trent's been playing this year with you know him defending. He's not he's not the, he's not the best defender out of the group. I I think I'd have to go Reese James. Yeah, and I think ultimately it's the reason Trent's looked so good is he's because he's always played with a strong partnership. And again, if we're playing three at the back, it's a completely different conversation because then I think you do put Trent in. But I think just for this one, I don't. I think he makes too many mistakes because you know if he's only got. Two people. If it's him on the on the right, and then there's only two people in the centre backs behind him, I just don't know if we've got good enough centre backs to kind of do what Van Dijk and Joe Gomez do. And for that reason, I, yeah, I don't think you can put, especially on form, you can't really put Trent in, can you? No, I think I think Trent will will go. He's too. Oh yeah, because well, he's he's it's this thing about winners, isn't it? With with yeah. you know England is taking like Trent and maybe Gomez if he's fit. You know, just taking those people who win things and, and know what it's like. So I definitely think he'll go, like you say. Um, I think, uh, as a Man United fan, like I said earlier, I think Wambasaka is one of the best defensively, but I don't think he's as good going forward, which is why then I think Reese James, James is sort of, you know, he's, he's quite good go, uh, both forward and defending. Yeah, I think he's he's ultimately the, the kind of perfect match of the two. And I think, obviously, you've then got Carl Walker, who, I mean... You don't really need to explain much about Carl Walker. We talk about winners. I think he's probably the most decorated player in England squad potentially. Uh, um, other I mean, than obviously John actually. Stones because they play for the same team. Yeah. Um. I th- yeah. I mean, it's going to be such a hard one. Obviously, last night he played Reese James, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. So he played Reese James last night, put in a in a good shift, and I suppose if you. If there's people out there who choose Chilwell, then obviously having Reese James would give that Chelsea kind of balance. So they both, I don't know how it would work in terms of how they both play together, but if there's any, you know, any way they'd particularly play together, then maybe that would make sense. Um, he, so do you have your right back 100% decided? Yeah, I think Reese James. Are you going to see? I, I'm going to say Carl Walker for mine. And I suppose we've then got a debate. Are we, are we, are we just going to settle that we've both got different opinions or do you want to try and see if we can we can talk the other one over? Well, I think you're sort of... I'll, I'll probably take Walker there. I think, like you said, you know, sort of having winners there and the experience that Kyle Walker has, I think he'll be a valuable member in the England squad. I just think... He, I, don't, I think he's not really played that much this season. I think, you know, obviously Cancelo's been played a lot. Um, I don't know if he'll be match fit. I think Reese James plays, I think, week in, week out. True, I didn't think about that. That's a very good point. My argument for, I suppose, my argument for Carl Walker is, you know, one of the main ones is the pace. Yeah. So obviously, if you know, if we're playing again, it, it, we're not going to talk about. We're just talking about a generic England team. I need to stop talking about if we're playing again. But with Carl Walker, if we're doing the kind of overlapping fullbacks thing, you want someone who can not only get forward like fast, but you want someone who can, you know, sprint back fast. And I think Carl Walker just provides that extra little bit of pace where he might get there a split second ahead of whoever, you, you know, ahead of Reese James, for example. I suppose then, but Reese James isn't particularly slow, is he? Um, 
We'll go with Reese James. We'll go with Reese James. I think we'll, we'll stick with Reese James. Love that. I got talked over. Literally, you just had to say one thing and you changed my mind. <laughs> um, but we can agree in the three at the back, it's Trent. I think we need yeah. to make that abundantly clear that Trent is clearly the the best going forward right back that England have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, centre backs, as I you know awkwardly said earlier, are we going to do them as a pair? Uh, yeah, I think we're quite sort of set in stone on that, I believe. Yeah, and again, this is one where you could argue we've got quite a bit of talent. So I think we've both gone Stones and Maguire, haven't we? We have. Yeah. So I think, you know, your obvious candidates are Tyro Mings, Connor Cody, Joe Gomez, if he's fit. But to be honest, he'll have played that little football by the time he gets fit that it's probably not even worth him going potentially. So Connor Cody, Tyra Mings, is there anyone else? Maybe like a Lewis Dunk or someone like that? Because he's been there's a, pretty I good. I think there's quite season. a few sort of English centre backs in sort of lower clubs that do get sort of not recognised. I think you look at Tartowski for Burnley. Yep. I think I'd have Definitely. him over I'd have him over Eric Dyer. I don't know why Eric Dyer makes things on squad. Like Mate, you said, I don't think... even think can we take Eric Dyer's passport off him? <laughs> Just so he can't Oh I know it's in England, isn't it? Um I think you look at you look at like you said, Lewis Dunk, very good uh, defender. Brighton, I think Ben White. Yeah, another good. Yep, obviously played on loan at Leeds last season and has played a lot for Brighton. Sorry, season. Yeah, last season played for a lot for Brighton this season. I think um, they've been very good defensively. I think you know if he's at a club like Man United or you know one of the top big clubs, he probably gets in this England squad. Yeah, another one actually that I saw. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was like Rio Ferdinand tweeted out about Ezra Concer. Yes, because I think he he's you could argue he's probably the best one of the be- like the best centre back at Villa. To be honest, I don't know if he is better than Tyrone Mings potentially because Tyrone Mings provides more of that kind of leadership quality. Where have you ever watched Tyrone Mings play without the crowd noise on? He just shouts everywhere. It's, it's like it's like you're playing football with a foghorn. It's ridiculous, and um, it's like you're playing football with a foghorn. And honestly, it's it's so funny because like. You'll just be watching the match and the commentators all finish what they're saying and all you hear is like, uh You don't even know you don't even think he's saying anything. He's just uh um, And I think just because Edward Const is kind of that more like quiet, uh just kind of does it does his job type centre back, I don't think he maybe gets the mention. But I think he, he should definitely be considered because ultimately Villa have been amazing defensively. And it's not just Tyro Mings that's done that. And obviously um, with Tyro Mings being there as well, they've obviously built a quite a good partnership, and you'd wonder why maybe Southgate doesn't just bring them two in rather than you know sort of having two players from different clubs like you know Maguire and Stones that may not have as good of a connection or a partnership. Well, it's like I said in a, a few podcasts ago, we might as well just take that entire Villa back line: Matty Cash, Conza, Tyra Mings, Matty Target. Easy, but no, I think I think realistically. Stones and Maguire, just because of how they're playing this season, it kind of has to be. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Stones with his pace will complement Maguire as well. Yeah, I think yeah, because there's kind of that. You look at especially with Man City's team, the way you can compare not like for likes. Obviously, you can compare Ruben Diaz with Harry Maguire in terms of he's of. more of that kind of physical presence, whereas yeah. John Stones plays plays the ball a bit better. I think if Harry Maguire can be that physical presence. And he should be fine. My only thing, my only worry with Harry Maguire is 
from what we saw at the start of this season is he does have a lot of mistakes in him when the pressure's on. And I just don't know if he's, you know, say, for example, that we, we can't play like the main people at like Harry Kane for some reason goes off injured or whatever. And let's say the captain Zardman gets past to Harry Maguire. Is he then going to be able to take that pressure on his on his shoulders against like a France or a, a Portugal, for example? Well, but I think we just have to hope that they step out, don't they? You know, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, ultimately, he should. He should, like, you know, I think it should be a given that everyone steps up for their country, regardless of who you are. I think as soon as you get to the national stage, it should be, you know, you put everything in for the two weeks and then you can go back to your club and do what you want for me. You know, it literally doesn't matter as long as you play well for England. Um, so I think I think we're sort of starting so now. We're both are in agreement that it's Stones and Maguire. I think so. Just out of interest, I don't, it doesn't really matter, but which side would you have which? Is there, a, is there a preference or do you just kind of... I think Stone's on the right, Maguire on the left. And I think if we had Luke Shaw, Maguire and Luke Shaw on that left-hand side. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're going down my path, we've got Carl Walker as well, so then they'd be... Mate, this is a sick team. We're going to yeah. be amazing. Why are we not managers? I don't know. Uh, obviously, I'd be the, the, the manager, you'd be the head coach, but you know, I like what you say. Yeah, I'm coming with that. <laughs> First, normally you'd... Uh, you'd... Right, anyway. Um, so we've done the back line. That's a solid back line as well. That is actually, I, I can't think of many England back lines that you'd, you'd be that sure of being decent against the top level players. I think I have to agree with you. I think obviously you, you, the previous tournaments you think of, you know, the sort of Rio Ferdinand, the John Terry's, and you still wonder how we didn't win anything with that defence. But obviously, I don't you think, know. I think, you know, how we're talking about Stones and, and Maguire having like this, they kind of go with each other quite well. I just don't think Ferdinand and Terry went with each other that well. No, I think I they think... were both just the physical presence. So when it got to them actually playing the ball, it was kind of a bit, you know, it wasn't quite as good as maybe, you know, John Stones being able to play the ball and Harry Maguire being able to make the tackles. They were probably just trying to pass it to the four centre midfielders that were playing just in front of midfielders. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, when you look in front of you and you see Gerard. Lampard, Scholes and Beckham. You probably don't need to worry about you know, <laughs> playing the ball now that I think about it. Well, so, uh, are we in agreement sort of that sort of one solid DM but then obviously I think in the tougher games you might play two uh, two DMs? Yeah, I think well, you'd probably stick with the same formation kind of this, it's 4-3-3 three, three, but it's kind of 4-1-2 and then the three, if you know yeah. what I mean. You sort of maybe I have think... a more of a sort of defense, uh, another secondary defensive midfielder sort of yeah, but I think I think you'd you'd probably play because I think with the way we're doing it now, you'd probably play a CDM and then two eights to kind yeah. of go just do the box to box stuff. I think if we played a bit more defensively, we'd probably go a CDM. So with four two three one. The, yeah, you'd, you'd almost have the eight playing more of like a six, but still doing the box to box stuff, yeah. and then you'd have someone in the ten. Um, so for CDM, I think to be honest, for me there was only when I was thinking about it, there was only one candidate right now. In terms of not being injured and also in terms of form, and for me, it's Declan Rice. Yep, I completely agree with that. I think the change, the change in the player in terms of you know the, the player he's become is outstanding. I think he's he's changed this West Ham team. Uh, just baller, to be honest. I think obviously with the help of Suchek, but I wouldn't don't, I wouldn't you know play a part and say Rice has done nothing. He's obviously contributed a lot as well, but. I think I think you sort of look at that West Ham team and it la- he allows everyone else to do what they want up front and he'd just be like, you know what, I'm I'm back here, I'll he he intercepts, he swoops the ball. I think just sort of like a Kante like well, 
I think he's Kante, but better technically, to be honest. Because yeah, he, he can, people he can talk about him doing all the dirty stuff, but he can shoot, he can pass the ball well. I think he's he's almost the complete... Well, I think he probably is the complete package. I think there was probably one the closest game thing where, to Fabinho that we've got. Was there one game where, I don't know who it was, but he just intercepted the ball and then he just nearly went on a one-man team and dribbled like, the whole way and nearly scored? I know what you mean. I can't remember who it was, but I, I think do it was know quite recent. Mean. Yeah. No, I think I think he's he's obviously you know the, the obvious mention um, from last night would be Calvin Phillips, and then the more obvious mention would obviously be Jordan Henderson. Um, I think they're probably the three players that you you'd take if they were all fit. Can you think of anyone else that maybe gets into that that no, zone? No, I think I think if Jordan Henderson was fit all season, I think he probably starts. To be fair. I don't. I think. I think if Jordan Henderson's fit, I don't think he takes that spot. I think he takes one of the number eight roles, and you potentially drop one of your higher up midfielders. And then if we're playing that four-two-three-one, I think he plays as part of the two. I just think with the other eights, we've got a wealth of talent. I don't think. I don't think Jordan Henderson then deserves to be one of them. Well, then my thing with Jordan Henderson is I don't think he's as good defensively as Declan Rice because ultimately no. people talk about Declan Rice as being a centre back. Like people want to move him into centre-back, so he's obviously got to be good at defence. And you've seen with Jordan Henderson recently, when he does have to play in that uh, kind of CDM role, he's just not quite as good. Whereas when he's got Fabinho in the team and he's able to push forward a bit more, you can kind of see the talent he's got in terms of he can shoot and, and pass the ball a bit better, where I'd probably say Declan Rice would be better at that kind of destroyer role. And that's yeah, but- why I'd say I'd play him in a four-two-three-one, but I wouldn't play him in a 4-3-3 Jordan Henderson, I don't think. And I think the importance of having Declan Rice is that let's say, you know, it gets to the latter stages of a game and we just need to sort of hold on. We can then just quickly change to a further back and Rice could potentially just go as a centre back. Yeah. That, yeah. And then I think but then I think the problem is with that potentially is then if you put him at the centre back, then you're gonna have too much of an attacking centre midfield role. And I think maybe that could be where we come apart, but it's, it is well. I think when we're defending anyway, Declan Rice will drop in the middle to let the fullbacks bomb on. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think right. are we saying Declan Rice at centre yeah. defensive mid? I'm saying that. So we have Declan Rice confirmed as our CDM, and I guess we're going to now move on to the bit that is going to trouble every single England fan in the world, and that is kind of the central midfield role. So obviously with ours, we're doing four three three. So we've got two kind of number eights to choose from. Yeah, so that you know, so also have sort of that you know one of them sort of as an eight, but also a bit of a six, and then sort of another one as sort of an eight, but then a ten as well. So it's just sort of I think it's always just how you know sort of want to play or how you want to sort of uh, the type of players that you want to have as well. I think to be honest, you can chuck anyone really in those centre midfield roles because they're not they're not particularly that complicated in terms of if you've trained as a, a left winger you could probably do a job at centre centre mid but it's just about choosing you know especially with all the you talk about people in number 10 roles you could be a, a num, you could swap from a number 8 to a number 10 role quite easily so yeah. should we go through all the all the honourable mentions that we've got before we certify it down because there's a lot of them there is you want to go for them okay so stop me if I forget any so we've got Phil Foden Obviously, been incredible for Man City this season. Really, I think he's one of the top goal scorers. He's been unbelievable. Uh, obviously, James Madison, if he's fit, would probably classify in there. Uh, Mason Mount would classify for it as well. 
Um, James Ward-Prowse, you could argue as well, potentially, after his performance last night. Um, we've obviously got Jack Grealish, could potentially do a job in there. Um, have I missed anyone? Uh, sort of Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard as well, of course. Uh, uh, obviously, Jude Bellingham could probably, I yeah. think, a centre midfielder, very young, very good. Yeah, I think if uh, Scott McTominay had chosen the right allegiance, then <laughs> we could have him as well. But you know, ultimately, he doesn't want to play competitive international football and wants to play for Scotland, uh, which is his decision. So, again, it's always going to it's always going to depend on how we are, who we're playing against, and how we're playing. But do you have kind of a, a top three or a top two in mind? Um. I think I think the three that I would take for those two positions, I think I, I think we're gonna sort of class Grealish as sort of a left winger. I think um, yeah. I'd have to I'd have to take. Well, I don't know because well, I think the three I was gonna take would be Foden, Mount, and Madison. But then I don't want to I don't want to leave Ward Prowse at home. Well, you could almost take him as part of the three for centre defensive mid and leave Calvin Phillips. Yeah, I think it always just depends on how many you take in each position. Obviously, with it being a twenty-three man squad, there's not a lot of numbers. Um, but just just thinking on a on a on a starting eleven base, if you were to pick the two players, who would your top three candidates be for that position, regardless of whether or not the who else is going to make the squad? I think. I think I think Phil Foden is the best out of all of them, or obviously, has, yeah. or has the potential to be the best. I think I think Mason Mount with the sort of off the ball work he does as well as on the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think you know you have to have the hard the desire to work hard as well, and I think then James Madison. I think I, think I agree. He just Foden. offers something a bit different, doesn't it? As well, he has. A, I think our, like, I think. He then has sort of the more not natural talent, but sort of like in a way the creativity. If you get what I mean, a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah. I think I think with Phil Foden is because he's scoring so many goals, he just has to start. But I think the problem with England is we've got so many good players that can go on the wings or in the ten where he'd normally go. That I think potentially we might have to stick him in that centre midfield role and then have someone else do the kind of more attacking work, potentially. I'd say Phil Foden's definitely the starter, but then I think we may go a bit different on who we have with him. So we're saying Phil Foden goes in one of those centre mid spots, definitely. Um, Would you say? Yeah, yeah. And then I think then alongside him, you probably have to have a bit more someone defensively minded in a way. Which is why I've put Mason Mount in. Yeah, see, then I I don't know, maybe James Ward-Prowse. Ooh. Again, I think for a four-two-three-one, maybe James Ward-Prowse. Yeah. But then for a... F- I don't know, actually, because... Cause I do think Mason Mount will then... He will track back and help out, and he's not obviously just going to stay up front. But it depends how good at the defensive work he actually is. But then yeah. if we've got Declan Rice behind him, do we need them to do that much defensive work? No, no. I think like, I think you look at Mason Mount or James Madison. I think they will both will track back when it's needed and necessary. Obviously, they're not gonna 
they're both not, you know, lazy players. They're not just going to, if the other team's on the counter, uh, counter they're not going to just like, oh, I'll let, I'll let Declan Rice do it. They'll, I think they'll track back. It's just a matter of sort of, you know, pushing on at the right time, defending at the right time. With obviously Foden's the main sort of eight or ten in a way that he's probably going to be tracking back less. They're going to have to do more of the hard work. The problem with these positions as well is you look at Mount, Grealish, Foden, all these people could quite are quite easily in the conversation for the wings as well. So even if we don't play them in centre mid, we could then you could quite easily, if you wanted to, play them on the wings and you could have, say, Rice, Henderson, Ward, Prowse, and then have still have Mount and Foden in the team. But then the problem is you're having to get rid of Grealish and Sancho. Or, so I think we've actually or agreed... Sterling or Rashford or, yeah. We've actually agreed on potentially an identical midfield, I think, in Rice, Foden and Mount. And obviously you've got that link between uh, Rice and Mount that Chelsea were looking to to exploit, potentially, if they get him at Chelsea. I'm just looking, there's um, also there's also uh, Harvey Barnes. I think I class him as more of a winger, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. So I wouldn't just... potentially put him in the centre, but then I suppose we put Foden in the centre and he plays on the right. That's Deli Alley, but obviously not as, not as good as he was. No, nowhere near. Because Saka, yeah, again, I think I class him more of a of a wide player potentially. Yeah. I just and don't think. I think the problem is with the centre midfield roles. We don't actually have that many centre mids proper. We just have players that can do a job in centre mid, but are just I, really good at attacking. That's why I think James Ward Prowse could be so important. Yeah, I think it might it might be the case. I th- actually, I, yeah, I think it's definitely going to be the case is we'll have Rice, Henderson and Ward-Prowse in the team and it'll be like Henderson starts. But then as the game... Say we go 2-0 up, then Mount or Foden comes off and Ward-Prowse comes on. And then let's say we go 3-0 up, then it's Henderson comes on and then we literally just have a fully defensive three. So we almost end up playing like seven at the back, almost. And then just have the front three kind of do their thing. And obviously with Henderson and, and Ward Prowse, you've got two quite creative players considering their defensive players, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think it's it's always going to be circumstantial, but I think to build the best team, I think our midfield of Rice, Mount and Foden is probably the one. I I might just push towards Rice, James Ward Prowse and Foden. <sighs> I suppose in that sense we could change it to a four-two-three-one. Well, I even think Ward Prowse is just one of the eights as well. I think he could do a job there. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I, well, I mean, what I... he does at what he does at Southampton is very similar to an eight because they play four-four-two, don't they? Yeah. So he well, they can't play four-four-two, four-two-three-one, but he he does a lot of the box-to-box box stuff, and Romeo does the tactics. So yeah, I, yeah, I could see. And I think with with having him, the the added importance of him being a very good set piece taker true i suppose if we've not got trent in the team you know if you a get a free point, kick actually. on the if you get a free kick on the edge of the box where else are you going to put it towards but then mount you could argue mount's a good free kick taker i mean i think if you look at james ward prowess i think he's got at least a couple of free kicks this season hasn't he yeah he scored two in one game at one point <laughs> <laughs> yeah to, yeah to be fair i think you're right but then Are we they're, actually going to choose on. James Ward-Prowse over Mason Mount? Yeah, I can see why Mount as well. He's obviously a very good footballer as well. Are we actually going to pick James Ward-Prowse over Mason Mount? I mean, you don't I think have we to. we are. But... No, I think... 
if we're going to do it, we might as well kind of build our team together. I've I've gone Rice, Foden, Mount. You're going to go Rice, Foden, James Ward-Prowse. So potentially it might. I think I probably do agree with the James Ward-Prowse, but then ultimately I think we could, you could quite easily make the change and bring Mount on or well, Mount off, you, depending on what you, we're doing. You let me have uh, sort of Reece James at right back, so I could let you have Mason Mount. But then you changed my mind on Reese James, that and you've also true. changed my mind on James Ward-Prowse. <laughs> Honestly, is there a way right? to have twelve players? <laughs> Can that be a thing, or do we do a four-two-two-two? Or so I don't know. Um, no, I think yeah, I think you're right. As much as I don't want to admit it, I think you are right. I think we have to go James Ward-Prowse. Well, what have, what would you have? Would you have uh, Rise, James Ward-Prowse, and Mount, or would you not miss out for them? You, no. Uh, I would, but I'd put Foden on one of the wings. Okay. And I don't want to miss out on Sterling or Rashford or Sancho. Oh, yeah, I'd, uh, yeah. Or Grealish. Yeah, I'd probably miss out. I'd, well, I'd, the problem is you can't miss out on Grealish and Foden. I think that much is apparent. So, therefore, it'd have to be whoever was playing on the right. Or and Sancho. I, yeah. I, I think you could arguably say that Sancho's sort of our only natural right winger. Well, Phil Foden does a lot. On the right for City, doesn't he? When he plays, I think he plays on the right for City. Yeah, but is that just um, because is that with City they just let anyone play there because they're all that good and they don't really need a right? I mean, Pep lets anyone play wherever they want, pretty yeah. much. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. It won't surprise me if he doesn't actually choose the team. <laughs> um, but any, yeah, I think I might change my team as we go on, but we'll see. Um, but for now, I think. Yeah, I think we'll go. We'll go Rice, Foden, James Ward-Prowse, and I might change that as we go on. If you can talk me out of some of my other decisions, that's all right. We'll do, we'll do that. So then, shall we go on to our wide players? Or should we do striker first? I think we're both. Let's do. Yeah, we'll just get striker out of the way because it's fairly obvious. It's hurricane, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's easy. Right now, no. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll do striker. But we, I think we should talk about the honourable mentions because again, we do have a lot of. We have a lot of strikers as well, don't we? Because you could argue we've got Rashford, who can do a job up top. Uh, Kane, DCL, yep. Ollie Watkins, Patrick Bamford. So I miss it, Tammy Abraham. Yeah, Danny Danny Ings maybe before a bit of injuries, maybe I don't know. Yeah, if if Jamie Vardy were to come out of retirement, I definitely wouldn't be against it. Um, there's a, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of of just pure ballers to be do honest. You think, do you think he'll just take? The two, I think then, he might have to, you know, and then just sort of you know have like because Sterling could always play as a false nine, Rashford could play up there, Phil Foden could do a job. I think he, in his mind, I think in his mind he'll take, or maybe because what what he did for this this squad that he's announced now is he's taken Dominic Calvert Lewin, Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Saka, Sterling, and Watkins as the forwards. Yeah. Potentially, he can take Watkins because he's got a bit of pace. So, he, if he had to, like if it was absolutely necessary, he could do a job on one of the wings. So, potentially, he sticks with that and does his his foot his strikers as Dominic Calvert Lewin and Harry Kane, and then also have Rashford and Watkins there just in case. See, I probably wouldn't even take Ollie Watkins. I don't think. I think we all know. Is that he not the it... best out of out of the rest? Kind of it, thing. He is, but I probably only take Harry Kane and Dominic Calvert Lewin. And what take? Who else, who else would you take? Because I think we can all agree that Harry Kane will be playing probably every single game. 
Even if he's not playing well, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin to, but, uh, to fall on, but then I, I think taking a, a striker in Ollie Watkins, who's probably not going to get that much game time at all, is just, I think, a waste of a of a, a player in the squad. Yeah, true, true. Although, because Kane and, and Dominic Calvert-Lewin do pretty much do the same thing, but slightly differently, like Kane can drop forward and get the ball but he's not very quick Dominic Calvert-Lewin's like you know he's the big guy he's getting all the headers that kind of thing yeah. we don't really have someone who can break the line and use the pace to run in behind obviously with the wide players we've got we probably don't need to That's why but I'm is, is it worth having oh no I suppose we've got Marcus Rashford actually so he could you could even he just could put do that. Sterling up there and Sterling will run in behind oh, Sterling but... doesn't even make my squad I literally yeah. don't understand why he's there <laughs> It makes me so angry when people talk about Raheem Sterling. He's so bad for England. It's this. Oh, oh, oh God. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about Sterling afterwards potentially. Um, as to why he's not in the team that we've picked. So Harry Kane, uh, is our striker, which is which is not surprising at all. I was going to say it's surprise. It's not. Uh, so the wide players. Do you want to do left wing or right wing first? Um. Should we just? Uh, do I just build them up as that one big group of wingers, or actually, yeah, it's probably best because they can probably all do a job anywhere, can't they? Um. So obviously, we've got Marcus Rashford, um, Raheem Sterling, Jack Grealish, uh, Jaden Sancho, um, Bukayo Saka. For you know, you've still got the, some of the midfielders that can also sort of do a job there. Bukayo Saka's had a role pretty much in every single bit of the pitch, hasn't he? Except we mentioned him at fullback, we mentioned him at centre mid, we mentioned him at right wing, and he's actually not going to get into any of it. (laughs) Banter. Um, Harvey Barnes. Um, And obviously, we've got all the players we've already picked, like we said, like Foden and Mount and stuff like that, who can potentially play there. Obviously, you've got Jesse Lingard as well. Um, So I think it'll obviously just take two two and two on both sides. You think he'll only take four? Yeah, he probably. Oh, I suppose he probably will because, yeah, yeah. If, if you've right. you got that, you say Foden can play there as well. I think that's what the importance on versatility. Versa versa what? <laughs> versa our players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I think you have actually said it right because I can't remember how to say it now. Versatile. <laughs> Vertisile. No, it's versatile. Versatile um, players. Well, I think for, I think Jack Grealish is a certain. Yeah, Jack Grealish has to play. Jack Grealish on the left for me. Yeah, and I think Jaden Sancho is a certain on the right. I wouldn't say he's a certain, but I'd say he's he's the best one we've got, but he has had injuries this season, so he hasn't played as much football. So it depends, because you know how we're talking about if everyone's fit. Are we talking... They've been fit all season, or are we talking that they're fit when he chooses the squad? Because I think if Sancho, the way it is now, he hasn't played as much football, so you could probably argue that someone like Phil Foden would be better on the right, and then you'd stick Mount in that that central midfield, like we were talking about earlier. Um, but ultimately, I think if he if he stays fit and he's on form by the, come the end of the season, I think he's got to be our right midfielder. Um, yeah, I agree with you. And then I think then we sort of take another two. Yeah, so then I think we have to look. I've already taken Foden, so we're taking 
taking Marcus Rashford. I think, yeah, so well, it has to be... The, it's the Marcus one. Rashford and Jack Grealish on the left. Yeah. Oh, we agreed on that. So then it's Sancho and another on the right, with Foden being there anyway, who can potentially be the third one. I Who's think, that? I think, I think Southgate will take Sterling. Yeah, but I won't. When I become England man, <laughs> um, um, well, no, I would also take. Not. I'd also take Bukayo Saka. I'd probably do the same. Yeah, I think just the, yeah. He offers that you can play on the right, the left, left I mean, back, right again, back, centre mid. We've said Saka for about every single position, so I think he'll go. But I don't think he's necessarily good enough to go, to be honest. But um, he will. I think, I think he's a <laughs> so, very good young player. Hmm. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah, you pro- so if you were to pick two on either side, would you go Rashford, Grealish, Sancho, Sterling, or Sancho, Saka? Mm. I think. Well, like Saying it out speaking, loud like you were sounds speaking, stupid. Like you were speaking about winners, having Raheem Sterling, you know, multiple Premier League titles, FA Cups, Carabao Cups, whatever, he's won a lot, you know. I think. For the experience and that, and he's obviously was he went to the World Cup when he was eighteen years old. Yeah, I think he'll obviously there'll be obviously a lot of other young players, and it might be their first sort of tournament. Um, mm. you know, I think it'll be Declan Rice's first tournament, Mason Mount's first tournament. I think having someone like obviously you know there'll be like Harry Kane. I think Raheem Sterling will also be able to will help them in like you know sort of understanding and you know, what it's like. I think you have to take Raheem Sterling. Yeah, unfortunately you do, don't you? <laughs> oh, God. So let's say, so in terms of our squad, we've got three goalkeepers and then we've got two players for each position. And that gives you the 23-man squad, doesn't it? Uh, Yeah. So that yeah. means, so basically what we're going to have, just rattling it off quickly, we're going to have Pope, Johnston, Henderson, for some reason. We're going to stick Johnston in there still. We're going to have Chilwell and Shaw. We're yeah. going to have Reese, James and Walker? <sighs> or Reese, James and Trent? I, I, Wait, I would huh? probably want to take Trent. Although, to be fair, do we need to take two of every position because potentially if we've got Foden and Mount in the central midfield say then that means we've also got Foden who can play on the right Mount who can play on the right or in the 10 so do we really need to take two of each because I've just thought there's loads of players who we've actually missed out who have never even really been considered for an England role Um, just thinking about it like uh, Rob Holding for Arsenal hasn't been particularly bad recently you could argue that potentially on form he should maybe get a sniff. Not necessarily definitely go, but he should be in the consideration. You know, you talk about Baku Saka, he should definitely be in the consideration, even though he's not as good. We haven't really mentioned Jude Bellingham, and I thought he had a good game the other night. There's a lot of players like Creswell should probably be mentioned in there as well. There's loads. <laughs> There's absolutely like Antonio. We haven't mentioned him in the striker conversation, and yet for West Ham he's been... He's actually, he changed his nationality the other week. Oh, he did, didn't he? He changed to Jamaica. Jamaica? Yeah, he obviously just knew that he wasn't going to get picked ahead of Harry Kane. (laughs) I mean, which, to be fair, he's probably not wrong. I mean, he he had a, he he was in the squad, didn't we? We talked about he was in the squad, but he never played. He was in, he was in, he was under Sam Allardyce's one game. 
Oh yeah, and I think That's everyone it, yeah. played or something. It's like during that like those those group of games, and he was the only he was the only player that didn't play. Would you rather like? I know he wants to play for his home country, but you're not actually going to get to play for him because they don't play. Well, it's like, it's like, they don't um, make the tournaments. <laughs> it's like I heard that Wambasaka was trying to change his nationality to, is it DR and Congo? Dominic yeah, they don't Repo- play. That's where Brits on belong. They don't play anywhere anyway. Like <laughs> they play the African Cup of Nations, and that's about it. You may as well just wait until Southgate might be out of the England England job, and someone will, you know with a, a good sense of when David what. Moyes David Moyes gets the England job and just calls up the entire West Ham team. <laughs> Um, honestly, though, I think it's a we have got a real good depth of it in the England squad right now. All right, here's a here's a question to kind of finish on. Then, who do you think the best England player is at the minute? Harry Kane. Really? You want to say Foden or Grealish or? I think Foden has the potential to be the best. It's not right now, not the best. No. True. I suppose. Yeah. I suppose if you're looking at who. Because the way most people look at it in a weird metric, because they are shit, but most people say, who would Real Madrid sign as like the the margin of how good you are? Which at the minute, Real Madrid would be lucky to have any of this England team, because Real Madrid is shit. But, um, yeah, that'd that have Kane, Grealish, Foden, Rashford, Sancho. Man. All of them. <laughs> yeah, they'd have the whole England team. They'd have the whole England team apart from probably Maguire. Don't, don't, this is Sweat Slabber. Prowse. <laughs> Honestly, I can't wait to see Harry Maguire lent up against the fence chatting to someone again. It's going to be... I can't wait for the Euros. It's going to be so like, good. I just, We're got gonna, the, I think, got, just got to the final of the Euros. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> uh, luckily, he doesn't have to go abroad. Uh, you know what happened last time. Yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, that, no, that, I don't think we can get a joke about that because apparently that was quite a hard time in his life. That is true. Um, but, yeah, I think we'll... We'll have to end it on that, I think. Uh, I was just about to say, we've not actually spoken about sort of the other teams. We're sort of saying it's like it's England are going to win. There isn't really anyone that I'm worried about apart from France. Spain yeah. aren't particularly good, like they have been in recent years. You're not Italy about aren't Port- great. But who have they got? That, that's, apart from Ronaldo, who's going to worry you in Portugal? Uh, Bruno Fernandes. All right, two players. Ruben Neves, um, Ruben Diaz, Ruben Neves. Joao Cancelo. Our, our midfield will be better than Portugal's midfield. Pedro Neto. Yeah, come on. Is Pedro so? Neto. I suppose they've got Jota actually as well. Jota. They've got Rui Patricio in goal. I'd have him over the England ones. Actually, if you think about the Portugal lineup, it'd probably be like Patricio, Diaz, Cancelo. Who else would play at centre back? I don't know, someone else. Uh, you'd have like Neto in there, Jota in there, Fernandes in there, Ronaldo in there. Jao Felix. Jao Felix. Well, I don't think he makes the team because he's not been particularly good, has he? Like, I don't think he's formed. From what I don't... Yeah. Oh, shit, actually, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> oh, God. And then obviously... I suppose obviously from... Germany are always a threat, especially now Bayern have won the Champions League. Because with Bayern winning the Champions League, it effectively win means Germany have won a tournament already. Yeah, you know, like um, Kimmich. I'd have Kimmich in yeah. our midfield over sort of Bison. I'd have Kimmich in our team over the entire eleven. <laughs> to be honest. Just Kimmich on his own. Yeah. I think to be I think we're probably I think we're in the top four teams. 
Yeah, let me ask you. Portugal, far, Germany. How, how far do you think England will go? Definitely the semis. We have to get to the semis. Do you think Southgate will get sacked if he don't go past the quarters? Or of course not. No. <laughs> he's got. He's going to be riding off that World Cup for another five years. <laughs> he's gonna. He's still going to have a job because of that World Cup. Ultimately, I don't think it matters because we've got the players that are good enough. It's just about getting them all in a, in the right formation. We'll probably we'll, we'll get knocked out in the World Cup like group stages, and they'll just be like, you know, that time when we got to the semi-finals in the 2018 <laughs> World Cup. We'll be playing against Jamaica and Antonio will come on. And uh, and Wambasaka yeah. will score a hat-trick when we play DR Congo. Yeah, of course. Uh, but no, I think the way I see it is if you think about the big teams in, in Europe, I think we're better than Italy. I think we're better than Spain. Who else is there? We're not better than Portugal. Well, we, we could give Portugal a good game because if you think yeah. about it, we've got a right-back that plays for Man City. We've got a centre-back that plays for Man City. We've got one of the best strikers in the world or the best striker in the world. You know, we've got, like, Sterling in there who can play. We've got, we've got as good of players as Portugal. It's just whether it's we just there's a slightly game. better in every single position. Like, you look at last night, like, Lingard playing in that 10. So, well, Lingard is just behind uh, Bruno Fernandes in the same way that Stones is probably just behind Ruben Diaz. So, we're just that little bit behind. Like, the way I look at it, you know... In that game against Croatia when we played them, I reckon mm-hmm. if that was Portugal and they had a Ronaldo, they would probably have won that game. I mean, I think anyone would have won that game because I think we were already in the final before we even kicked the ball. That I think true. that, to be honest, I think going if we'd have actually faced Portugal in that semi-final, I actually think we probably would have won it because we would have taken it more seriously. I think as soon as that goal went in, the whole team went, oh, we're all good then. We'll, we'll, <laughs> never mind. And then all of a sudden they scored two and we're out. And it's like... Like, I'm not oh. being funny. You've got one of the most prolific goal scorers in England sat on the bench and you've left Harry Kane on who's done nothing all game. It just... Oh, and if Kane had a squared it to Sterling. He'll be squaring, oh. this, he'll be squaring it this summer when we're in the final and we win the Euros. He'll literally, he won't shoot. He won't shoot. But when we win the Euros, it'll be because Harry Kane squared it to Foden, not Sterling, because Sterling oh. isn't getting in my team. What about Jack Grealish? Why not squaring it to the Euros? Oh, I'd actually love Jack Grealish to score a winner in the final. I think it'd be it'd be very poetic. Um, I don't know. I feel like are we are we. I think we're the fourth. We're probably the third or we're probably tied third in terms of the best teams. I think yeah. It probably goes Germany or France. I think everyone was so France. And then Portugal yeah. and England. Yeah. Is yeah, there anyone that maybe has an outside? Actually. I think Norway now will always have an outside chance because they've got Haaland. And Odegaard. Yeah, I think that, because they've got those tough players. I think obviously Sweden will. Have Zlatan, they've always got a chance. Belgium, actually, we haven't spoken oh about Belgium. My, oh my. They're they they're good going forward, but I don't know if their defence is ageing a little bit, so they might not be as good. I mean, I think when you've got Kevin okay. De Bruyne on your team, you've got a chance to win that game. I mean, the midfield potentially is Kevin De Bruyne, Tielemans next to each other, behind Lukaku, and then you've got like... Mertens, Hazard. Oh my God. No, Hazard won't play, he's too fat. Um, I mean, oh, I mean, I would. Are we better than Belgium? Well, we it might be that we obviously played them team. in the. Did we play them in the sort of that game where runners up game? We played them in the runners up game, which no one really cared about, and we also played them in the game where it was actually better for us to lose. Can you remember everyone was saying we need to try and throw the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the UEFA Nations one. Yeah, because was it that? Because if we. 
if we threw no it was in it was in the World Cup if we'd have beaten Belgium then we'd have been on that side of the draw where it was like Spain oh yes I do remember that actually like all those really difficult teams but we managed to get on the side of the draw where it was like Sweden Croatia and all and these tough teams like, oh, we've won it we've won it I do yeah, remember I think, that actually I remember watching I that if, game and it was just like you could just see that they did not want to win that game <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing was because I think it was like Batshuayi scored and I've never seen a more uncelebrated celebrated goal it was amazing they literally all kept, like they all grabbed round him and stuff but then as soon as they walked off it was kind of a look on their face I was like ah shit well, well, ultimately I think that. if Belgium if Belgium take England's if we swapped sides of the draw England go out first game in the knockout Belgium win all the games potentially get to the final against France Ooh, that would have been a much better final could have been a tasty game but instead France absolutely destroyed Croatia and also we are judging this off a tournament that was three years ago, four years ago. So potentially it might not be that important how we did in the World Cup, potentially. Because, you know, a lot of things have changed since then. Pogba... That that was crazy. It was three years ago. I know. It's it's actually mad. Like, Griezmann's not playing as well anymore, and he was a big part of it. Giroud's picked up form, so maybe he might be better. Pogba has been playing better, but not potentially as good as he was at that France World Cup. Obviously, they've got... Kante's... A bit, but obviously they've got off. Oh, I forgot about Mbappe. I don't know how you could. Oh my god, we're not. We're going to lose the Euros. We're not even going to make it out of the groups. I mean, right, can you imagine if for... we get the Euros finals and Mbappe against John Stones and Harry Maguire? <laughs> <laughs> I think potentially Maguire's sake. Maguire's sake, we need to play it like sort of on the goal line just to make sure we can't get out of one <laughs> for pace. Yeah. Well, all we do is we press them. We just press them on the edge of their area. Or like on the edge of the, we just press them on the halfway line. So if they try and run off, run off the shoulder, they'll be offside straight away. Well, no, but then if they stay inside the half, they'll be onside. Yeah, no, but then we just snap them. <laughs> I thought if, if if England play against France and in the first five minutes, if Harry Maguire hasn't already wiped Mbappe out, then it doesn't matter what game we're playing, we've lost. So I, I mean, it'd be it, again. It all depends on how. So at that point, I think what we do. Is we'd work out where he was playing, Mbappe was playing. We'd play five at the back, and we'd play Chilwell and Trent because their defense isn't particularly tall. I seem to remember like Pavard's not particularly big, Varane's not massive. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think Slaver. And they've got they probably got Montiti. They'd probably play. So potentially that's where you'd put Trent in, and then you'd have Carl Walker as that centre back, and then he'd just chase Mbappe for ninety minutes. Well, I can even just do put. Put Declan Rice or Jordan Henderson, just man mark him. Just, yeah. just like do those slight kicks at him all the all games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, took his shirt. And let's not get it wrong; it's not like most of these England players. Like we talk about PSG being this incredible, incredible team. Well, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, and like Lindelof and Wambasaka managed to keep Mbappe out with Neymar. So why on earth wouldn't a better defense be able to do that? If you take Lindelof out, and put John Stones into that defense. I think. Yeah. Man United win the league, for example. So I don't. I think we undersell our players a bit. Like Paul Pogba, in some cases, is outclassed every week by like Declan Rice and stuff like that. You could argue. I'm not saying it is true, but you could make a case for that. So I I don't know. I think you have to actually realize that these players are they they are good players. Like you know, I I think it's 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 an England thing to just think, oh, we're shit. It doesn't matter who we've got, we're just bad. 
I was, re- I was reading on Twitter, all, like people were just talking that they could do a job against this, us, the San Marino team. And oh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, was probably thinking, no, you can't. Or they were, they were saying they could do a job against the, like Premier League footballers because we only scored five against San Marino, so they think they could do a better job. Ultimately, I think you have to be able... Because what, what we have to remember about teams like San Marino, which is why I think it's good that we play these teams, we have to get used to having to break down 10 or 11 people at the back. If we can do that, then we'll we'll get past four, fine. If it's just mm. a game of numbers. Obviously, the players will, for different countries will be better. But if we can break down these teams, and like you saw the way Jesse Lingard was, was taking it past players, if we can keep that confidence in, in him... I don't see why we don't we don't go and do do big things in the Euros. I, I, obviously, I'm going to say that we're going to win it because it's a it's a it's a it's fun England, thing to England do. Thing. Even if we're not going to win it, but I think realistically, it'll be England France in the final. Obviously, I'd, I'd like to think that with how the draw works out, but I think I think a lot of people are saying that it'll be an England France. I think they are. On paper, I think I say France, and then I think either England or Portugal. Well, I think depending on the way it works, it could happen that we don't even have to play Portugal, and I think France are better than Portugal. But then I'd say England could probably do a job against France, but England couldn't beat Portugal. But then England, but like Belgium, probably couldn't beat Portugal, and England probably could beat, maybe could beat Belgium. Mm, I think so I feel like there's, say... just this, there's just this triangle, and then obviously you've got Germany in there. You've got like Gundogan, and and then you've got Poland with Lewandowski. You never know what's going to happen with them. Um, I think all we can say is that I think we've got our hopes up for this summer, haven't we? It's coming home. Let's just say it. it's coming. It's home. coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. coming. Football's coming home. It's coming home. Let me get a beer. Start drinking. Hang on, let me just... Anyway. We might get done for copyright, but uh, we'll do yeah. that. I just point out, we finished the podcast at an hour. and it, Well, we finished what we were talking about at an hour, and it's now an hour and 20 minutes. I love that. That's right. Actual um, scenes. But I think on that note, let's get ready for England to win the Euros this summer. I mean, come on, let's think about this summer, what we've got. 21st of June, pubs are open, we're ready. We can get out and about, do the things that we want to do. Then the Euros happen oh. and we win them, right? Oh. England win the Euros, madness. Forest get promoted next season and Man United win the Premier League. The Both Podcast is going on holiday. Up the boys, we'll see you next time. <laughs> I've been Ben. And I've been Ben. Cheers. Bye-bye. Oh, you've got I think that was a good ending. ending. <laughs> <laughs>